So this new series is called, Is It the End? And over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the things that Jesus said about the end of the world. But before we get into that this morning, we're going to do a little introduction to the series. And I want to ask you, have any of you ever wondered if this world is going to end? You want to raise your hand if you ever wondered? So, so, some of you have wondered if this world has ever, is ever going to end. I wonder if you ever thought, is the end near or not? Or would we be part of this world when eventually this world decides to self-destruct? Now, my parents, when they were growing up, they were known as people called the second comers. And the reason is, is because like every church service, they would say, Jesus could return, the end of the world could come, come get saved, come accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And it would happen every single service. And I think after 10 years, someone was like, man, is Jesus ever going to return? You know, you've been talking about this forever. But lots of people think that the end of the world is near. Uh, many of you, maybe on September the 11th, 2001, thought, wow, is this the end of the world? Maybe for those of you who are a little older in, in the room, maybe one weekend when Russia moved all their missiles into the island of Cuba and you thought the whole world thought World War III was going to happen, maybe you thought then in the 60s that the world was going to end. Many think after this pope passes or this pope retires or steps aside, whatever he decides to do, that then the end will come. Uh, many think because there's an increase in natural disasters or there's an increase in diseases or we see problems once again in the region of the Middle East uh, or the world's economies are collapsing and then joining together to help each other, that the end is almost upon us and the end of the world is nearly here. I mean, let's be honest. I like to watch CNN. And I get in from work and I get in the house in the, in the evening and I put CNN on. But sometimes CNN annoys me to death because they take a story and they just draw every last little blood out of the story. But if you've ever watched CNN, maybe over the last couple of months, you've seen that it is an endless stream of talking about things like Ebola uh, things like ISIS, missing airplanes. Uh, you've also seen that they talk um, about volcanic eruptions and civil unrest in places like as dull as St. Louis, you know? I mean, they're constantly talking about story after story. And if I was a doomsdayer, which, if any of you watch TV, you know there's a show out there called Doomsday Preppers. And those guys are crazy, but they're prepping for the end of the world and they're building castles and some crazy stuff. But if I was a doomsdayer, then I would probably be worried that the end of the world may be upon us. You know, the other day I was in the car and I was listening to a radio show. And on the radio show, they had this scientist who believed in the notion of evolution. He believed that this world started with a big bang and uh, like 200 and whatever million years ago. And then uh, 2 million years ago, man was formed. And he started to go on and to say that this world in its current form, uh, it cannot consume 
what we are consuming each day as human beings. Meaning there are natural uh, things in the earth that eventually are going to dry up and the human race will eventually end. This is scientists were doing. And this other lady came on the radio and she was another scientist. She studied the earth and the earth resources. And she says that we are probably in the last days of this earth in, in terms of resources if we keep going at the rate that we keep going on. And she says very soon the human race will be extinct. Well, they're soon, I mean, they're talking millions, hundreds of millions of years. I mean, they were thinking like another like million years down the road. But in the terms of the world, they were saying that we are towards the end. So it's not just science who are saying that. It's not just the doomsday preppers who have TV shows who are saying that. But in fact, men from the beginning of time have wondered when this world is going to end. If you look at history, you see the ancient Persians and the ancient Egyptians. They believed, they studied the stars, and they believed that the stars spoke about the end of the world. The Greeks, they feared that the gods would come and wipe us all out. And then the medieval Europeans thrived on the predictions that people like Nostradamus said that the world was going to end. So whether when the Mayan calendar ended this year and you feared that the world was going to end, or if you followed a man called Harold Camping, who last year or was it the year before said the world was going to end, you are not alone because there is a very real belief in this world that we are actually in the last days of this world's existence. Jesus' disciples over 2,000 years ago, they were no different. They actually had many questions and they asked Jesus on many occasions when the world was going to end. When will the end come? And what gives fuel to the fire was Jesus' response. If Jesus had said nothing, he was like, Don't worry about that. That's a long time away. He says, just get on with your lives. Go enjoy yourself. Then many of the theories about the end of the world that we have would not exist. However, Christianity has shaped the life of Western culture for the last 2,000 years. It's shaped Western thinking for the last 2,000 years. And because of Jesus' response to the questions the disciples had about the end of the world, now a lot of us look at the world and think the world is going to end. See, Jesus spoke at length and in detail about the end of the world. He gave many signs to look out for. And when these signs align, he says, be aware because the end will come. The Bible even devotes one book to the end of the world and a description of what will happen in the last days. Now, Jesus didn't give these signs to the disciples just for the sake of it. He didn't like just whisper, hey, just let you know this is what's going to happen at the end of the world for the sake of it. He didn't do it so people could go on TV and speculate And say, well, this is happening in Israel. This is happening in Africa. This is happening in Australia. This must mean this is the day and the hour when the world is ending. Jesus didn't do it for that sake. 
He, he didn't do it so that we can worry and we can panic because the end may be near. In fact, he gave these signs to the disciples so that we could be encouraged and comforted when those times actually come. And before we spend some time in this series, and what we're going to do in this series, we're going to look at some of the signs that Jesus gave. And some of you, you may know some of the signs that Jesus gave of when the end of the world is. But some of you may be surprised at some of the signs that Jesus gave. And you may look at this world and think, whoa, the end may be a little nearer than I thought. But before we do that, this morning, I want us to take a look at why Jesus gave the signs of the end of the world. And if we're really living in the end times that many people suggest, then what as we as Christians, what as we as Generation Church should do with the signs that Jesus gave? And so if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to go through a few different scriptures in the book of Matthew, and we're going to start at Matthew chapter 24. So if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 24, if you don't have your Bibles, it will be on the screen. And in Matthew chapter 24, we're going to start reading at verse 1. This is what it said. It says, as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him various temple buildings. There were buildings everywhere for the temple. It wasn't just one location. It was buildings, little houses, little uh, uh, temples here and there. And Jesus responded, do you see these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of the other. He's talking about the temple in Jerusalem. Then verse 3. It says, later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, which was a mountain outside Jerusalem. And you could see almost the whole of Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. He said, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will this happen? When will this destruction happen? And then they say, what sign will signal your return and the end of the world? So they're asking Jesus, okay, Jesus, when's it going to end? When's this world going to be done? Finito, finished. And this is what Jesus says in verse 4. Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. Don't let anyone mislead you. The first reason that Jesus gave the signs for the end of the world, the end times as people say it, is firstly for this reason, so that you do not be misled. So that you do not be misled. Now this morning, each of us are followers. We all follow something. Some of us follow leaders. Others follow politicians. I don't know why you want to follow politicians, but some of you follow politicians. Others follow sports teams. Others follow your favorite TV shows. Others follow bands. And most of us now even follow people online. Some of you even stalk people online. Don't do that. And if you're more of a leader kind of person than a follower, you still have this inner desire to follow something. You know, over the last several uh, months, a few months, we, we, we've seen the increase in ISIS. 
And we see all these young people who are coming to this organization that is based in like Syria and Iraq. And they're coming and this, this, uh, this terrorist organization is growing as fast as any terrorist organization has grown in the history of the world. And this is the reason. It's because most of us want to follow something that is going to make a difference. Something that we can believe in. And even if something is evil or something is going to cause harm to other people, we want to follow something that we can believe in. So you've got all these young people who are going to this thing called ISIS because they start to believe in the message and they want to follow something that they believe is going to make a difference. And Jesus knew this. He had seen 12 disciples who had given up their whole lives to follow Jesus. Jesus says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. He says, come take up your cross and follow me. And these guys, they gave up their jobs, they gave up their families, and they came and followed Jesus. And so Jesus knew that it was easy to follow something. So Jesus warned them. He says, do not be misled. Do not be misled. Do not let people lead you in the wrong direction. If we continue reading verse 20, uh, chapter 24, we'll see Jesus says this. He says, many will come in my name and says, I am he. They'll come and says, I am Jesus. I am the Christ. And today we see so many religions and faiths in this world. You know, America is the breeding ground for twisted views of Christianity. You know that? You go to other parts of the world and they got a few strands of Christianity. America is like crazy when it comes to views on Christianity. We've had, uh, we've had uh, people in years past who have claimed to have a revelation from God and then suddenly thousands of people start following them. It's ingrained in us to follow something. And even in half a county, even in this little county that we live in, there are some there are some beliefs, there are even some churches, some big, some small, who follow some very unbiblical practices, and people follow them because we want to follow something, something to believe in. And in the end times, Jesus says there is going to be confusion. He gave the signs of the times so that we could understand what would happen so that we would draw closer to the truth instead of straying away and following what is popular. Jesus knew that in the end times, there will be preachers who will stray from biblical teaching. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in in later weeks. But when things that we have believed as Christians for 2,000 years... And now suddenly change and people say, well, God really didn't mean that. Watch that you don't be misled. When humanity for all of history has believed in a creator God. And now in the last 100 years, 200 years, people start saying, well, there isn't really a God. Don't be misled. It's what Jesus is saying. You know, I, I've watched myself, uh, preachers and, and churches that I admired and, and I followed. And I would listen to their podcasts and sometimes I was watching them on TV. And I start then hearing some of the things that lately they've been saying and they've been straying from the biblical path. 
And Jesus says, don't be misled. Just because something is said from the stage of a church. Or a wise person says something. Or someone who has studied a lot or read a lot says something. It doesn't mean that we should follow it. For you need to know what the Bible says. And here at Generation Church, I will say many times, you need to read your Bible and understand your Bible because there are many people who will try to, uh, to, try to distort what the Bible says. And when the end times come, it will happen even more. So don't be misled. So Jesus gave signs so that we would understand there will be people who would try to mislead us and that we won't be misled. The second reason that Jesus gave his signs is so that we can get ready. So that we can get ready. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 42 to 44, it says this. It says, so you, talking to the disciples, so you too must keep Watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You must also be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Jesus, on many occasions, spoke about his return to this earth and the end of the world in the same context. And Jesus says that I am going to return, and when I return, then the end of the world is going to come. And Jesus says that you do not know when I'm going to return. The Bible says that no one knows the day nor the hour when Jesus Christ is going to return. And then... In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus gives us a little story. And this is the story. It says, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids. So he's talking about the end of the world. He says it's going to be like this. It's going to be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. See, what happened in, in ancient times or in biblical times that it wasn't like today where, you know, we go to a wedding and, you know, the, the bride comes down the aisle and the groom's waiting for them. In fact, in biblical times, it was different. It was the bride was waiting for the bridegroom. And the bridegroom would come whenever the bridegroom felt like it. Sounds good to me. I'm like, I like that one, you know. But that's, that's what would happen. So you would have the bridesmaids who would wait for the bridegroom. And when the bridegroom came, the bridesmaids must be ready. So Jesus says, it's like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your olive oil because our lamps are going out. 
But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the five foolish bridesmaids, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return, says Jesus. You know, this morning, if someone came up to you and said, I'm going to give you a million dollars. But you're going to have to go and run a marathon right now. Go run the 26 miles right now. Go get some water. Go to the bathroom and then go. You can't go home, get changed. Can't go put your sneakers on. Can't take six months to get into shape. Go right now. How many of you would be able to run a marathon right now? Sure you would, right. None of you. Because we're not ready. You've got to get prepared to run a marathon. And Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is just like that. You've got to be prepared for the day that Jesus is going to come and say, that's it. It's the end. And that is why Jesus gave the signs so that we would be ready. Has anybody ever made you late for something because they weren't ready? I'm sure they have. My mother is the worst in the world at this. When we were kids... My dad was a pastor of a church, and we were a great witness to our neighbors because every Sunday morning, my mom would make my dad late. My dad would sit outside with the car running, and he would be honking his horn so that my my mom would come down. And the more my dad honked, the slower my mom became at getting ready. And he was like the worst. I'm like hiding in the back of the car like this, like, oh, my word. It's like, but my dad wanted to get to church because he was a pastor. He couldn't be late, and my mom was always late. And so later, they got two cars. And so my dad would leave for church early and my mom was still late. And because my dad would go to the church really early, I didn't want to go that early. So I would wait for my mom and every Sunday we would be super late. And back in those days, the the pastor would like go in like what they call a vestry, which was like a room on the side. They would start the service. The band would start to play. And then halfway through the first song, the pastor would get out and he would walk in. And then when he walked in, everybody stood. It was like weird. I don't know. You know, anyway, so my mom would be like, I can be late as long as I get in before my dad like gets out and he sees her walking in. Well, there'd be plenty of Sunday afternoons. We'd be around the dinner table and I could hear my dad saying to my mom, you were late again. You were late. I saw you walk in. And I'm like, you know, it's nothing to do with me, dad. Nothing to do with me. But my mom was never, ever ready. And if she'd been one of these bridesmaids, the doors would have been shut to her. And that's what Jesus is saying to you. Be ready. There is a day that is coming when Jesus has promised that he will return to this earth and he'll say, here I come, ready or not. We we are told that no one knows the day or the hour when Christ will return. The angels don't know. Not a man on this world knows. However, Jesus gave us signs to look out for as an indication of when he would return. And when he returns, you better be ready Because if you're not, he's not going to wait for you. There's a story of a 
of a soldier who was going off to war. And his son came to him and says, Dad, when are you going to return? And his dad turned to him and he said, Son, he said, see these trees? says, they've got no leaves on them at all because it is winter. There's a day that's going to come. They're going to start to bud and they're going to start to have leaves. And then they're going to go and they're going to shine bright. And then eventually those leaves are going to fall to the ground. He says, when you see those leaves fall to the ground, I will return. So he was going away for nine months and it was winter and he would come back in the fall. And so every day his son would look out the window and, and, and see it. And for the first couple of months he would like, there's nothing happening. There's no leaves at all. And then suddenly he sees the bud of the leaves. And every day he would watch how the leaves would grow and there'd be more and more and more leaves. And he would watch every single day waiting for his father to return. And then one day he saw the leaves start falling to the ground. And he got so excited because he knew daddy was going to come home. And a couple of weeks later, his dad returned. And he was ready for his dad's return. And Jesus is like that. He says, there are signs that I'm going to return. I'm going to give you these signs. Look out and be ready. And I ask you today, are you ready for Jesus to return? Have you given your life completely to Jesus that he will return? Are there others in your life that you've got differences with right now? And if Jesus returned right now, you would not have time to patch up those differences. Are you ready? Have you done what you know you are created to do? What your creator, what God, what Jesus wants to do with your life? Are you working towards doing that? The plan that God has for you. Have you stored enough oil in your lamps like those bridesmaids so that when the bridegroom returns, that is Jesus Christ, your light is going to be shining? Jesus gave us these signs so that we would be ready. And the last thing this morning, Jesus gave us these these signs so that we would tell the good news. So that we would tell the good news in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 13 to 14. It tells us the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about. The sacrilege object that caused. No, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong one. Verse 13, it says, but the, the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that nations will hear it. And then the end will come. So Jesus says, when the end comes, that is when the whole world will have heard about the good news of Jesus Christ. But in Matthew chapter 13, verse 47 to 50, it tells us again, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up onto the shore, sat it down, and sorted the good fish into crates, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous, throwing the wicked into a fiery furnace, There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There will be a day when Jesus returns. And if you're not ready, you're going to be thrown aside. 
And I'm thankful this morning that most of you, I, I pray and I hope all of you, are ready for Jesus to return. However, there's going to be friends and family. People that you are close to. People that you love dealing that will not be ready. You know, I believe that God wants all humanity to be saved. Saved from an eternal damnation. However, there is a very real reality that not everybody will be saved. Because not everybody will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And they will spend an eternity in damnation. And the Bible says that when the gospel is preached to every man in the world, then the end will come. And we live in a time when there is TV, there is internet, where travel is so easy, where there's only a few unreached people groups now left in this world. And that promise that Jesus made is very near. It isn't too far off. And Jesus gave these signs so that we wouldn't be lazy about telling others about the good news of Jesus. Because you don't want your loved ones to know the bad news. You want them to experience the good news. And I ask you today, is everyone you love and care about ready for Jesus' return? These signs are given that you would become urgent. About telling others about Jesus before it is too late. You know, why is it right now that we're only just hearing about the Ebola virus? When the world has known about Ebola since the 1970s. Why is it that we're only hearing about ISIS in the last couple of months. When the US government have known about ISIS for the last few years. It's because the situation has escalated and now there is an urgency and now we need to all know about it. And that is exactly the same when it comes to the end of this world. The coming of Jesus Christ. You know, I've got this squirrel in my backyard I see all the time. He is fat. He is a fat squirrel. If I was on Duck Dynasty, I would like shoot him and eat him. But I'm not. Because I'm not on Duck Dynasty. And I don't like squirrel. But he's fat. And he's like, he's like hobbling around right now because he's like too fat. But I see him every day. He is like a fat squirrel possessed. He is everywhere. Going here and there. And he's like constantly got something in his mouth. You know why? Because he knows that winter is coming. And he needs to store up for winter. Because there's a day that's coming when there's going to be nothing for a few months. You know in May I saw him a few times. He wasn't fat. He was lean. He wasn't running around. He was just relaxing, taking his time, doing whatever he wanted to do. But now he is like going around like crazy. It was raining yesterday. He was out there searching for food. Why? Because it is urgent. And you don't want to leave it until it's too late to tell your loved ones about Jesus. The great news for those who follow Jesus is that he's given us the ability and the resources to do what he's called us to do. You know, we don't have to panic about the end. Because the end is good for us. But we do need to know the times. Many will try to mislead you. But God has given you a Bible that is actually easy to understand. 
Don't believe the scholars who says, no, it's not easy to understand. And they, and they try to twist it and says, no, this is really what Jesus meant. This is really what God meant because the Bible was written for everyday people so that everyday people could read it and understand it. Don't be misled. If it's not biblical, don't follow it. Make sure that you're ready. Get dressed and then wait by the window looking out for Jesus. Then share the urgency with your loved ones. There will be nothing worse than on the end of the age that your loved ones to come to you and say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Jesus has given you a survival kit to thrive in the last days. And we're going to look at the signs. But for today, you need to know why the signs were given. So that you won't be misled. So that you'll be ready. And that you'll be urgent about telling others about Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads and pray.